want to talk to you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor for millions of Americans. Um, their pain has dramatically changed because of Relief Factor. I know it has for me. I feel so much better now. The audience stories that have come in, the people that I have met that you know, thank me for uh, sharing this with you. I just have to tell you, uh, I would never share this. I would never talk about pain because I know how bad it is and how you know you can lose hope. I would never do this if I hadn't done it myself, and I still take it three times a day. Relief Factor works for 70% of the people who try it. You have nothing to lose. $19.99 is uh, the quick start. You try it for three weeks. Okay, if it doesn't work, you're out 20 bucks. But if it works, if you're part of that 70%, you get your life back. It's Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com right now. That's relieffactor.com. Sanders leads Biden in Iowa by nine, nine points. Looks like John Bolton wrote a book and oopsie, it was released by the publishing house. And now that's the big story. So it looks like we're headed for at least John Bolton as a witness now. Kobe Bryant and his, was it nine-year-old, 13-year-old daughter, uh, killed in a helicopter crash this weekend in Calabasas, uh, California. We'll give you that. In fact, I think we'll start there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So whether it's that girl you've just been on a few dates with and are head over heels about, or it's the wife of many years, you're still head over heels about her. The one thing that doesn't change is the flowers that will capture her heart. This is why you should head over to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. Valentine's Day is a few weeks away. In just a few clicks, you're going to find the beautiful bouquet that fits her desires. And right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for $19.99, or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. If you just pick the date that you want them delivered, they will handle all of the rest. The rose prices are going to be going up very soon. So take advantage today, Valentine's Day. Trust in the Rose Authority, 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. A dozen multi-roses, multi-colored roses for $19.99, or you can upgrade to 24 multi-colored roses for $10 more at 800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter the promo code BECK. 1-800-Flowers.com, promo code BECK. So in Calabasas, California, yesterday, Kobe Bryant was going to the Staples Center to 
No. No, he's, Where going, he going? he's going to his uh, his facility where he was hosting a uh, youth basketball tournament. His, his, kids, uh, his kid was playing in. Um, and uh, already there. What's that? And already there, or was that the daughter? Uh, the daughter was going to be playing in the Jeez. in the game. Yeah, a very talented um, basketball player in her, in her own right. Uh, and uh, he routinely took, uh, um, you know, a helicopter to do this travel because the traffic's so bad there. Uh, they had problems with really thick fog and circled, uh, you know, for a very long time. And, you know, there was all sorts of complications and, uh, obviously, as everybody knows at this point, uh, the, the helicopter crashes. Nine people total are killed in the crash, uh, and you know, outpouring of of real reverence and you know, sadness for you know a guy who was really one of the all time great players. I mean, he is you know top five to top ten player of all time. Uh, if I was you know, I'm not in the majority on this, but if I'm starting a team and and I'm going to get their primes, I'm picking Kobe Bryant over LeBron James. Uh, well, without a doubt, well, you don't like LeBron James. But again, if I'm playing, a, if I'm starting a team, the liking aspect is not necessarily the most important thing. It's the I play. don't know if you can put your hatred for him aside. You hate him so much. I do hate him, um, <laughs> but that's not the. Re- he's not. Yeah, I know. You know I know. Brian is an was an incredible player, uh, and you know that is obviously secondary to what's actually happening here. Um, and everybody's heard all the, you know, it's been 24 hours now and it's 9,000 news cycles in this world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone's heard all of this. Uh, it's, it is a really sad thing. There's some an amazing sort of sidebars going on with that story, though, where uh, I find it fascinating to look back at. Uh, there's, For example, there's a reporter at Wa- the Washington Post. Hey, before we go into mm-hmm. that, was this, this was his private helicopter, right? Who were the pilots? You don't fly in that kind of this was this fog was so thick. Yeah. They said that it, in Calabasas they don't see fog like that. It, a lot of people had not seen it this thick like that in Calabasas for a while. And you know, any helicopter pilot would know you don't fly in fog. Well, we'll know we'll know this I guess going forward. They hit a couple really bad patches of it. Uh and at times they thought they were going to be able to circle and then wait for it to clear and then make it th- uh, past the fog once it cleared i know like they were saying that the the, the police and rescue uh workers weren't even allowing their helicopters to go right. take off to go check it out because right. that fog was that bad uh but you know who knows i mean we'll i i assume at some point we'll have the investigation and we'll know i mean you know do, we've seen this with um people who are powerful before where you say like no we got it come on they've you've flown the, you've been in a helicopter ten thousand times nothing ever happens uh you know it's every yeah, but they, anybody who has a respect for a helicopter anybody who flies in a helicopter mm-hmm. should know you're you are you know it's, it's different than a plane remember jfk jr was killed in fog yeah. in his plane because your body doesn't understand you could be upside down and it doesn't no, I mean, so you have no bearings at all in fog in a helicopter. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But the the idea that they took a chance and maybe thought they yeah. were going to be fine and probably had tried it five other times and it yeah. were fine. That stuff does happen. You know, it's just it's unbelievable though, especially because he has he had really kind of cleared out a lot of uh, you know uh, he, people knew him as so competitive. 
they worried whether he'd be able to have a normal life afterwards where you're going and you're doing these other things. How, you, how do you survive when you're that competitive and you lose the thing that you're so uh, mm-hmm. involved in? And he had seemingly really figured it out. Like he was, uh, yeah, seemed to be a great father by all reports. Uh, he had won a, uh, was it an Oscar or what was it what, over a short film that he had done. He had built a, you know, all sorts of businesses and such. We want to, you know, relates to basketball with his camps and, and, and tournaments and all these things and seemed to really be doing a good job with all of this. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. It's just, it is unbelievable when you have someone that good uh, that's that well-known and really, really treated almost like a god uh, in L.A. And that, okay, so there's where I want to go to the Washington Post and to MSNBC. This guy was not a good guy, at least at one point in his life. I mean, the rape allegation is brutal. And we're going to have to suspend you for bringing that up, Glenn. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Glenn has been suspended. Yeah. Because uh, that's right. what happened to the Washington, uh, Washington Can I go Post home report. now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to yeah. say yes. I'm the, I'm the one that's like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Washington Post reporter tweeted a an article from, I think it was 2016, uh, and it was a uh, basically the outlining of the actual evidence that was presented in the case against Kobe Bryant when it came to his assault in, in Colorado, or at least alleged assault. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it goes through a lot of it. It was not pleasant. It was not a not a not a fun read. No. Uh, and she got suspended because she tweeted it a few hours after the crash goes down. Everyone's in you know reverence mode, and you're not supposed to do that. Which I think is probably a a good piece of advice uh, as far as timing. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was on my desk this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and I and before I read about the Washington Post reporter, I read the I started reading the article, and I was like. Whoa, I mean, who is running this today? Yeah. You know, it is, it's insensitive. It's not the best thing to do on day number one, but you're suspended for it? Yeah, I think that's very strange. You know, again, reporter uh, in in the Me Too era, right? A woman, female reporter, reporting, you know, setting this out and saying like, look, hey, let's, basically, what's the point there? Let's not remember this person only because he was a great basketball player. Uh, there was some really dark stuff that went on, and here it is. And look, is it the right time to do that a minute after? No, but we're so used to that. I mean, you know, people like Ronald Reagan die, and 10 oh, seconds later, they're just trashing him all over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't do that, apparently, to Kobe Bryant. Now, look, I think Bryant, you know, it seeming he seemingly had, had turned his life around from that mm-hmm. time. And that was 2003. It was quite a long uh, time ago. It's just what I find really fascinating about this. And tell me if you think I'm wrong on this. He has this accusation of rape against a 19-year-old who was working at the hotel. And he comes out, and they have all this evidence that goes on. Um, And it's pretty, pretty dark. I mean, you know, at the very least... He cheated on his wife, which he admitted. He mm-hmm. admitted he was doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it cost was him a pretty penny. Not well. That, <laughs> Pennies actually weren't involved. It's funny because that's exactly <laughs> the, the, the story. Basically, starts as the, the Kobe Bryant rape case has in the annals of pop, popular culture been reduced to something of a punchline due to the aftermath. Late, uh, namely, the Bryant's four million eight carat purple diamond apology ring that he gifted to his wife Vanessa, wow. which who's still you know still they're There's still life. married yeah. and they have four, four kids I believe together. Uh, and she was not on the helicopter, thankfully. Um, but 
you know, they go through all this evidence, and basically what happens in the case is it gets up to the point where the story, uh, the criminal case is about to begin. And right before that, uh, she tells the uh, the investigators and everybody, well, I'm not going to testify. So because of that, the case gets dropped. Now, a part of this is apparently a deal between Kobe and the accuser that says, look, we're, we won't, um, if you don't, testify in, the, in this case which she doesn't we will put out an apology which she did which she did and um and we will uh not abandon the uh civil case we're not going to try to we, that's still going to go on as normal because he was facing life in prison yeah I mean, it's a, it was charged it was with a sexual brutal. assault and rape right so uh, and yeah. uh uh forced imprisonment i think as well um yeah, I mean, it was, it, yes, it was not it was. good. It was not good. So she uh, eventually goes and uh, gets this, decides not to testify, and he releases an apology. And the apology, in effect, says, uh, I, uh, I believe that this was consensual. However, after looking at her words, hearing from her, going through all the evidence, I truly believe that she did not believe it was consensual. So not, I'm not uh, questioning her account. I'm not saying she's a bad person because, I mean, that was what was going to happen in the trial, right? They were going to come mm-hmm. on and say she's had mm-hmm. sex with all these people and she's a bad person and, mm-hmm. like, she can't trust her. And she didn't want to go through that. And he didn't want to go through that. Um, so he says, yes, I thought it was consensual, but, yes, I believe she did not, right? That is Me Too 101. If that right. hap- this story happens in 2020, there is no 81-point game. There is no MVP season. There is no re- reverence tour. There is no I'm going to a, 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 a retire next year. There is no gold medal. There is no second run of championships. All of these things that he's being revered for today, this guy's thrown out of the league when this happens because he, there is no disagreement about how this could have gone down. This, there, there is no uh, believing him. But this basketball player going to believe this this massive basketball player and this tiny little woman? We believe all women. Everything they say can't be questioned. All of these things that, I mean, if they'll believe Brett, the Brett Kavanaugh thing, I mean, Kobe Bryant would have been out of the league because of this. And look, if he did it, good, right? He should be out of the league and he shouldn't have this reference. So, but l- this is a different world and they would have never given him let me give this you, sort of nuance even available. Let me give you two things. First of all, there also would have been one other thing missing from the story today. His 13-year-old daughter. Wouldn't have had his 13-year-old daughter. Would mm. have been in prison. Mm. So she wouldn't have been lost. Mm. But there's, there's another way to look at this. Um, and it's controversial and and highly um unpopular but i think it's i think it's possible that it is true and i'll give it to you here in one minute so there's a new report out about a major software company when i say major i'm what I'm about to say applies to 250 million customers over the past 14 years. But apparently, during that time, they had an unprotected database, which contained service and support logs for customers just like you. In the logs were emails, IP addresses, all kinds of things. Literally anyone with a web browser who came across this database would have access to all of it. But that's only for 250 million people. 
So are you one of them? It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting all of us. Identity theft is another serious issue. You know the drill. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds, and you're going to miss a lot of the things that will uh, be the portal for the bad guys into your life. That's why there's LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25% off right now. Uh, we break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, did you uh, did you hear uh, or watch the morning show, the Apple TV show? No, I still haven't subscribed to you it. You have to. There is Apple. This is Apple TV Plus, right? Yeah, Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Plus. It's the one with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. It's really good. It's really good. And it's very much the Matt Lauer story, I think. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, that's what it seemed like from yeah. the... Uh, but it, but but not I mean, not Lauer in the media has not been treated with any possibility he was even close to uh, 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 anything but a you know he's just a rapist basically that's the way that's the way Steve Carell is pers- uh, per- uh, uh, perceived in this too but my my understanding from you is that they actually kind of give it a little more nuance than that not in the public. Right, not okay. in the public, but behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. everybody's talking about. Well, did I know? And and did I enable? And I just dismissed it because I just thought it was you know that's the way things are, and mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of nuance in it. Okay, but here's the here's the biggest nuance, and and you really dislike him during this, but at one point he takes a young producer out who's you know up and coming. And they're traveling, and they're in Vegas. And uh, uh, he's kind of mentoring her. You know, she's having a bad time, and he's mentoring her. And they have a good time. They go out. And he says, why don't we go up um, uh, to my room and and, uh, watch a movie? Now, that's the first time that you would, as a woman or anybody, would say, "Uh, maybe not. Okay? Sure. Um, but let's go up in my room and watch a movie. So they're watching a movie, and the movie ends, and they're having a good time. And she says, well, I should probably go. And he said, why? Just stay here with me. And she's like, well, I, I should probably go. And he comes up, and he starts to undress her. And she doesn't say no. She's just like, I this I don't. And she freezes because he's who he is it's a pretty, big star pretty similar to her testimony in the in the kobe case by the way that's basically that's why what I'm, she says yeah. this is why i'm bringing it up mm-hmm. okay so she's not saying no and he's just he's going for it and he's you know you're so beautiful and everything else he doesn't he's not looking her in the eye so he's not seeing what we're seeing with the camera mm-hmm. you know what i mean with her face on his shoulder you're not seeing what she's feeling, and she's not saying it. And he really thinks that it's just consensual and a quickie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a meaningless night in Vegas, and they both wanted it. He didn't know. She felt it was rape. I think both of those points of view can happen. Mm-hmm. 
and especially when you are somebody who is powerful or famous, if somebody is not telling you, if somebody is, a, if they're not saying to you, stop, rape begins when no isn't listened to. Yes. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, right. That's, that's, I mean, you know, there are exceptions to that, obviously, people being passed out. And, and, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. in general circumstances, I think that is a fair standard. Unless you're going to begin a society where everyone signs consent forms every time they do something, you have to have some sort of verbal uh, cue to the person. Right. Uh, because, you know, look, when you when these situations are going on, you're not asking for permission every two seconds. You're going on and you're saying, okay, you're picking up signs and vibes. And there be there would be no first kisses. Right. Uh, if, if not for this. So then the, the other problem is, though, for the, the Me Too generation is you sometimes can put people into an awkward situation to where they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for instance, like this episode with Kobe, you know, he's a big, powerful guy, especially if he's in your industry and he is really important. You don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? And you don't say no, but it doesn't make it less rape. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So that's the that's the nuance. It's, yeah, look, and it, you know, it, it, it's just how do you solve that? And she says at one point she does say no, and he says at one point she does say no, and that's when he stops. That that is like both of their cases line up in that way, and both of their cases line up that it started consensually. They they kissed and and did you know whatever goes along with that. Uh, the beginnings of a sexual encounter. Uh, they did that and both agreed that that was consensual. So some point in between there, she says she wanted she wanted it to stop earlier than she expressed it, and he didn't respect that line. Now, look, I Jeez. that's a tough thing to freaking like. How yeah. do you how do you figure that out in a court system? And by it's the very way, difficult. Any guy knows you never know what a woman is thinking. No, you, you never know. This is why I always assume rejection. Uh, <laughs> Me because too. Because it's always Me the too. safe way to go. Yeah, it Just is. assume they want nothing to do with you. And it's worked out for me. <laughs> Stubregeer. Rape charge free. <laughs> wow, a new business card title. There you go. That's out of the topic. Let me get on LinkedIn real quick. Yep. All you have to do is just assume every woman thinks <laughs> ick. <laughs> and I lived my whole life that way, Glenn. <laughs> That's right. And look at me today. Yeah. <laughs> free as a jailbird. You're listening to Glenn. All right, finding the white right window coverings for your home is really important. It's just not your the, your blinds maintain the privacy and control how much light comes into the house, but blinds are the things that frame your way of looking out into the world. We have, um, as a family, discovered blinds.com and what they mean by this uh, several times, several times, which is why we use blinds.com, and I highly recommend that you do too. Now through February 4th, you can save up to 45% off of everything at Blinds.com. Plus, you're going to get an extra $20 off with the promo code BACK. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, 
you know, but let's say you're not an interior designer. Here's the good news. The team at Blinds.com will help you every step of the way. They have 100% satisfaction guarantee. means if you're not totally satisfied, they're going to remake the window treatments for free. Who else does that? Blinds.com, now through February 4th, which is, what, next Monday, I think? Save up to 45% on everything, plus get an extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. 45% off everything, plus another 20 bucks off. Promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions apply. Tonight, all the latest on the impeachment. The Republicans are supposed to have their big uh, part of their case today. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code GLEN, mm. and save 10 bucks. So, I I really want to get to uh, the impeachment uh, on Saturday with Pat, uh, but let's spend a couple of more minutes on uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, let me show you another reporter that is in trouble. This one from MSNBC, and I have no problem whatsoever. If you work at MSNBC, you've caused so much damage by all of your your you know wokeness that i have really a hard time finding any sympathy but right is right wrong is wrong and this reporter made no error here well she made an error but she, she made, an made error, the type of error they're talking yes. about yes so listen here here she is yesterday on msnbc yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to go. They said she said the N-word, and she did. She said Nakers. <laughs> that is an N-word. Well, it's not a word. It's a K-N-word. Uh, she mm-hmm. supposedly was talking about the Knicks and Lakers together. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't, I, I don't know how, if you're a reporter on national television, you mix up Kobe Bryant with the Knicks, <laughs> a team he never played for. Uh, but you know, whatever. I obviously she wasn't saying what they what they claim. She what they claim. And said. it's awful. It's yeah. awful that people jump to that. It is immediately. It's it, a, it is incredible, right? I mean, like the, the fact that like what would be the belief here that she's going on MSNBC and just blurting out the N word? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because he's black, and so that's like, all she sees. Right? Like I mean, I mean it's, it's just so ridiculous. However. It's wonderful to see liberals eat their own. <laughs> it is nice. It's it's wonderful it to is see nice. I yeah. do like it. Yeah. I do like it. Because, I mean, this is interesting here. And once again, we'll, let, let us once again prove our superiority. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here we are defending a Washington Post which reporter. They wouldn't do in a million and years. And an MSNBC reporter, which they would never, never do, do for us. And I don't know. I mean, I think there's an argument, and it's been out there quite a bit, that we shouldn't do these things. They shouldn't come. You know, right is right, wrong is wrong. Well, screw them. They've broken all the rules. So we should, too. No. I don't like that vibe, but I, I do understand it. <laughs> I feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do, too. I, but know. I don't want to live my life that way. No, I don't know. I want to be... Because then they're controlling your life. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. their actions are determining You're your actions. You're becoming everything you despise. Mm-hmm. No. But in the world and environment <laughs> they created. <laughs> Let's just take a moment. It's a, a couple of seconds. Right. I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. So, uh, Pat, thoughts on, on Kobe before we move on? Uh, just like a gut punch to me yesterday. I really That really threw me for a loop. Yeah. Did you feel that way, too? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
everyone that I knew, with the ex- one exception, was really hit super hard with it. And in a way, yeah. it was just, and yes, Glenn is the exception because he's nothing, say, no interest I'm in sports. Is, maybe I'm not alone. <laughs> no, it's just you. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, look, I mean, I think there's a lot of really important things going on. I mean, we are a week from Iowa. We are in the middle of an impeachment hearing. Mm-hmm. And this thing led every single newscast. Yeah. Uh, completely. Well, it's big and it's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Ex- he's young. He's. Uh, and it's a helicopter. Yeah. And it's uh, God, his daughter. And, and he's other one of the young... best basketball players of all time. And, and he know. outlived Magic Johnson, which is insane. I remember watching the first broadcast mm. of him uh, with the HIV diagnosis. I mean, in my mind, and I was, you know, you know, teenager at the time, but well, I, he was dead in six months. Yeah. I mean, it was over. And That's now he's outlived yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Which, I mean, that and is incredible. apparently completely healthy at least is i think he's hiv and aids free amazing yeah it's really it's truly a you never know what the hell to expect i really nothing nothing anymore is uh, is as it seems just nothing you know clay christensen died also this last weekend do you know who he is remind me uh a huge huge business guy um uh, wrote all kinds of really uh, big business books, uh, was uh, at Harvard for a long time, uh, a game-changing, game-changing individual. Mm-hmm. And I knew him, and uh, such a kind, kind man, um, and gone. That, that's huge. He really changed business uh, in his life and the way things are done now today, a lot of that. Uh, the really good ethical stuff is is really clay, and he died this weekend. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, wow. It's interesting Sad. though that uh, that's very Glenn to be to very know Glenn. the details to, of yes, Clay, clay Christensen, but not Kobe Bryant, but not Kobe Bryant, having no idea basically who he is in any way. <laughs> yeah. I know who he was. I know who he was. Yeah. I mean, I know Kobe Bryant was with the Nakers, <laughs> and uh, you know, but I did, but I had no emotional attachment. Yeah, you know, it at all. yeah, that stuff doesn't impact you, I think, yeah. the way it does other He's a men. really charismatic guy. Uh, and, you know, after his life after basketball has been amazingly successful. The guy's won Grammys and Oscars. And, you know, he's been celebrated in the industry of movie making now in Hollywood for the last three years. It's pretty, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. He's successful yeah. in just everything he does. Let me just remind you that, uh, you know, the Oscars and the Grammys... Uh, so did Al Gore. Yes. And so now has Michelle Obama this weekend. That's yeah. fair. That, that's fair. And yeah. when you say he's charismatic, very mm-hmm. true. I mean, he's no Adam Schiff when you talk to when you talk about no. charisma, that's no, where that's I right. go as my number one example. <laughs> well, have Adam you Schiff. heard? Have you heard? He's he's boy, we should watch him. He should have twenty four hour guard on him because the president threatened him this weekend. Oh, yes. And he was on Meet the Press. He was very upset about it. Oh, oh no. He's, he's, oh, no. Don't say that. No. Don't say that. Uh, the president tweeted that oh. uh, he's he hasn't paid a price for what he's done to the country yet. Oh, wow. And he needs to. And uh, and, and that meant shift. he was going to kill he was him gonna with kill his him. bare hands. He was going to kill him. With his bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the same <laughs> thing with, like, the ambassador, Yovanovitch. Uh, you know, yeah. did you hear that tape this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that came out a year, a year before she was uh, was fired. Mm. So oh, look at the power of this guy when he says, <laughs> I want somebody dead. A year later, 
they're fired. <laughs> it's amazing. He, he didn't say, neither time did he say he wanted anybody dead. Oh, no, but Adam Schiff is pretty clear. I mean, I think Adam Schiff, we should really look into this. He should be studied because I think he's a mind reader. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look uh-huh. at all the stuff he knows, uh-huh. even though all all of the evidence and all of the people who actually <laughs> were around the president said, no, that's he wasn't trying to kill the ambassador. Uh, Adam Schiff just knows. Yeah. He's, he is really smart. I, 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 intuitive. I, he's Yuri Geller. <laughs> have you been surprised? And again, we should never be surprised by the media at this point. But have you been surprised at how pathetic they have been in their praise of this guy when obviously what he's doing is not working? Like the American people are not being won over mm-hmm. by Adam Schiff. Uh, the, 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 there's no, the Republican senators, uh, even the moderate ones who you know saved Obamacare, Right. Th- those senators are still like, yeah, this isn't I'm really doing anything for me. And then the media still comes out. This man and his belief in the Constitution is something oh, to be good. revered. Oh, can't take for, for I could vomit every did time. You guys watch, did you guys watch the testimony on Saturday? A little bit of it, but not. Uh, not I, I watched the whole thing and it was stunning. It was stunning. You're talking about the president's case? Yes. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. and, and I'm following it. I did mean, you, we, we've been tracking everything. There were things that came out on uh, the testimony that the Democrats didn't share. Their thrust on on Saturday, one of the main thrusts was, um, let me tell you what is also in the testimony that they didn't tell you. For Mm. instance, Mm. you know, they keep saying he wanted a meeting. He wanted a meeting. He wanted a meeting. And the president wouldn't give him a meeting. Who denies a president a meeting? And that was all, you know, tit for tat. And well, as uh, I think it was Seculo said, uh, are you aware that there was a meeting scheduled that, in fact, let me read the transcript. And it, sh- it shows those two talking on the phone. And he's like, uh, hey, let me know when you want to come to the White House. We'll arrange that. And uh, he said, that would be really, really great. I would love to do that. But you know what? Let me look. You know, I think, yeah, we are in Poland together. It doesn't have to be at the White House. Why don't we just meet in Poland? And the president said, okay. And it was scheduled. And the reason why it didn't happen is because the president had to stay home because of a hurricane. Mm. Mm. And it was fact after fact after fact like that. You're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. And then as soon as it was, uh, it was over, the, uh, the Democrats were out on every news channel saying there was nothing new. They didn't even address the facts. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. And in a pretty incredible and concise way. And I like the fact that they started with, we're not going to use anywhere near our 24 hours. We don't need it. We don't need it. I found it interesting, too, that they said this whole thing about this tape that came out from Lev Parnas and, and, and Furman about, uh, you know, talking about Yovanovitch being fired. Remember, this is 2018 the mm. tape was made. Remember a big part of the case from the Democrats, I hate to bring this up again, is that Donald Trump didn't start caring about Ukraine until July of 2019 when he saw a Fox News poll that had him behind Biden. The idea that now they're releasing these tapes saying he's obsessed with Ukraine when they just made the public case (laughs) that he didn't care about it at all until a year after this. It's just we just forget all those arguments. We'll move on. We'll act as if they didn't make them. 
and we'll just ignore all of that and move on to this new argument with a new goalpost on the new field all over again today. So here's the here's the thing that I that I honestly uh, thought first. I don't care what you're doing. When it comes on today at one o'clock, you should be watching it because this is different than what the Democrats were doing. We know the case of the Democrats, and they just kept going over and over and over for three days, the same stuff. The Republicans, at least on Saturday, did not. And today is supposed to be a big and important day. Today they're supposed to be revealing some real good, and I thought it was really, really good on Saturday. Um, But if nobody sees it, because I watched it, and then I watched the reporting, and it, you, you're going to walk away feeling the exact same way. Your friends are going to walk away. Whatever side you're on, you're going to remain there. And you'll be kind of sketchy and whatever. But this is the president's defense. Mm-hmm. And at least on Saturday, it was very compelling. There was two Democrats, uh, two Democrat senators who actually said as much. Who actually said the Republicans made a pretty compelling case. Yeah. Um uh, Manchin was one of them, and uh, the other is in the senator from Alabama. Um, what's his face? I don't know. Uh, Jones. Yes, Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug Jones and uh, and Manchin both were pretty moved by what the Republicans had to say. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it was it was really compelling. You know, for instance, you know they they what they did was let's just tell you what they didn't tell you that's in the testimony we're mm. going to present news evidence but let's just go over what they didn't tell you and jay kept asking why wouldn't they tell you that why wouldn't they tell you that if they're looking for the truth mm-hmm. why wouldn't they tell you that and why it, it, you know in a in a prosecution you tell the jurors those kinds of things and then you spin it your way. You explain it away. They didn't even tell you. So what's mm-hmm. their motivation there? Uh, and it's things like, um, you know, they keep t- saying that it was, you know, this aid was being withheld. Well, let me show you. Obama did it this many times. Bush did it this many times. Clinton did it this many times. This is normal. A president withholds mm-hmm. aid if he thinks something is wrong. And here's the president uh, saying, here, here, and here, I don't want anything to do with Ukraine. They're all corrupt. How can we trust anyone in, in Ukraine? All of it. And they say he didn't care about corruption. I mean, it was a very compelling case. Do not miss it today. And we'll give you all of the video and everything else tonight at 5. You'll get that from Saturday and some of the pieces today. Uh, I have no idea how long it's going to last, but I don't think it's going to be lasting until midnight uh, tonight, not with the Republicans. We do have to talk about... uh, Uh, John Bolton and what happened there uh, coming up in just a second and also some of the polls and Iowa in just a second. Uh, Our sponsor is Relief Factor. You know, there are certain kinds of things that ibuprofen just doesn't touch. Uh, And, you know, I mean, even with the the almost heroin ibuprofen 800, (laughs) I don't know how they get they give that stuff out like it's candy. 
When you have constant or even frequent pain, the inflammation in your body sometimes cannot be beaten with the usual suspects in in medicine. And I know what it's like from personal experience. And I don't think I would be on the air today if it wasn't for a relief factor because I was at the end of my rope and I was like, I can't do it anymore. Um, And I, I don't know what I would be doing. But I don't think I would probably just be moaning all the time because I'm a baby. Anyway, Relief Factor has not only helped me, it has helped so many people in this audience. Just try it for three weeks. It's a trial pack. It'll cost you $19.95, but 70% of the people who try it continue to order more. It's been almost two years, and I have uh, I still take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Start taking Relief Factor and get your life back. It's a natural and drug-free way to ease your pain and get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We need to talk a little bit about the um, John Bolton book that uh, he has written. You know, if you have something to say, John, uh, I don't think you need the money. If you have something to say, say it without a book. Say it without a paycheck. That's why he wants to testify. Yeah. He, he, because he doesn't want people to, to accuse him of that mm-hmm. very thing. And here you are doing it. Right. And here is the, here is the publisher taking the uncorrected proof uh, in the edit process and releasing it. Well, they're, they, they're not saying they did that. He's saying he gave it to the White House and someone at the White House leaked it. Why would somebody at the White House leak it? <laughs> I mean, the only explanation would be that they someone in the White House who doesn't like Donald Trump all that much. Which is certainly possible. Just <laughs> but, unbelievable. You know. um, so we'll have more on that. Also, Iowa. Big changes in Iowa. such a failure of this impeachment thing is it really is remarkable it really is a, a cataclysmic disaster uh honestly uh, on their side uh, but i mean it, you know it's, it's not a surprise they're gonna try they're gonna keep trying here it just doesn't seem to be working so i i really want to talk about the uh coronavirus uh i was in i was in church yesterday and uh, everybody was coughing and sneezing and everything else because <laughs> the flu is going around and i thought if this becomes like it is in China, uh, nobody's going to go outside. Nobody's going to go outside. Uh, nobody's going to go to church. Nobody's going to go to gatherings. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything like this in decades, in absolute decades. And if indeed it hits, and there's some disturbing news from a whistleblower in China um, that we'll share with you next. 
Capturing her heart this Valentine's Day really isn't that complicated when you go to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it fast and simple to find beautiful bouquets in just a few clicks. Right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for only $19.99. That's right, a dozen multicolored roses delivered for only $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure fresh. So you're not going to find a better Valentine's deal than this anywhere else. Rose prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's Day, trust the Rose Authority. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. Don't procrastinate this year. Get it done early. Literally right now, it'll take a couple of minutes. Don't miss out on this amazing 1-800-Flowers offer. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code BACK. Enter today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com. Code back. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. A nurse wearing a protective suit and face mask treating the sick in Wuhan, China, has claimed now that. 90,000 people have already been infected by the coronavirus in China, far more than the 1,900 people issued by the, the government of China. What is the truth? Where is it spreading? And the details of what this nurse said in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, one of the most important factors in skincare is the instant results. I mean, we're America. This is what we want. Have you got bags under your eyes, puffiness, hyperpigmentation, redness? Well, you want the closest thing to waving a magic wand you can get. What, do you, what can you find? How about the brand new Genucel RH from Chamonix? Genucel RH delivers next-generation retinol anti-aging effects with zero redness or irritation. And Chamonix has been the uh, leading in the industry once again. They've been doing this for a long time with GenuCell RH because it's taking all those anti-aging signs and giving them the boot. And for a limited time, it's free when you order GenuCell jawline treatment. And for results in 12 hours or less, you're also going to get the GenuCell immediate effects free with your order. Make this year the year you say goodbye to those pesky signs of aging with GenuCell RH. Call them 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order the jawline treatment now. You're going to get the jawline RH and the GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Uh, go ahead. Uh, go online now, uh, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. I believe it was last Thursday that there were 11 or 12 million people quarantined in China. That is the size of Manhattan. 11 million people. Today, that number in China is reported at 50 million people have been quarantined. 50 million people. I don't even know how you shut that down. How do you do that? How do you shut 50 million people in? Now, one of the good news is, is that people who are not sick are staying indoors because they're afraid that if they go out and mingle with anybody, they'll get sick as well. 
And so it is shutting pretty much everything down. Uh, and imagine, imagine if we had 50 million people here sick. Imagine we had 10 million people here sick. And it was really, really contagious. And uh, it could spread and you didn't know who it could kill. Anybody with a weak Im- immune system uh, could die. Would you leave your house? There becomes a level where you're not leaving your house because one of the things that's unique about this particular thing is they're saying it's being spread before anyone's showing symptoms. Right. So you don't even know. You may feel completely fine, not get it for four days, but in that four days, um, you're showing, you're meeting all of these people and you're passing it to all of them before you even know you have it. And (laughs) that's why it's spreading so fast. And I mean, I don't think you could, you know this, Glenn, could you even do this? What, what what China's doing? I, you could no, here in the United States. It wouldn't. You couldn't. It just would not occur. You can't cordon off New York City. You <laughs> could. You could. It would have to be a, a state of emergency. A ridiculous one. I, yeah, it would have to one, be a a national state of emergency. American people. I don't. I don't know if. I don't even know if they would be able to to deal with that. We had. I, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We 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 should just be told, stay at home. Just stay at home. That's kind of what happened. If you remember the Boston bombing when that was going on. Right. And uh, people and will. People generally did respect that. They just didn't even go out on the streets in the entire giant right. city. Imagine what this... Right now, price of gold is skyrocketing. Um, we have... I'm trying to look for any indication on the uh, the Dow, but the Dow was down uh, about 500 points on the opening bell, and that's because of the coronavirus. About 400 now, yeah. I mean, think about what is, think about what is, is happening. Um, the economy would be devastated. It's being devastated now in China. You can't leave. Nobody's delivering anything to your house. Jeez, do you even have, you know, the food? So here's what this woman said. Uh, She apparently is a nurse in Wuhan where this started. She said, I'm in the area where the coronavirus started, and I'm here to tell you the truth. At this moment, the Wuhan area uh, and throughout China, 90,000 people have been infected with the coronavirus. Now, we don't know who who she is. We don't know her name. But she issued a warning in a social media uh, video saying that she was working in the, I guess it's the Hubei province, which includes the uh, Wuhan area. She said, do not go outside um, to avoid being infected with the virus. She then said, please, please send more uh, equipment to the cities. Um President Xi has come out and said the country is facing a grave situation where the coronavirus is accelerating its spread. She said, I would like to say that everyone who is currently watching this video, do not go outside, do not party, do not go eat out. Uh, Once a year, we celebrate Chinese New Year. If you are safe now, you'll be able to meet your family again healthy next year. We don't care what the government says. I will tell you the truth. Please donate masks, glasses, and clothes to Wuhan. Please help us. Our current resources are not nearly enough. 
Horrifying clips have also been posted online. Shocked citizens um, are seeing them, and then they're deleted shortly after. The sick in China are sitting between drips and oxygen tanks next to three dead bodies covered with white sheets. All of these things are being, all of these things are being deleted. But there is public dissent at the uh, Hubei uh, in the Hubei province. The communists uh, have called for an immediate change of leadership in Wuhan. The People's Daily State-owned paper posted a video from apparently a cured patient flashing the peace sign along with four medics. How many How many do we have today in the United States? How many cases do we have today? Five. Five known, right? Yes, known. Uh, we are apparently... Uh, let's see. We're high alert. Crisis is 63 people in 22 states are suspected to have contracted uh, the coronavirus. So we have five confirmed, but we have 63 today. We had none on Thursday. This spreads three times as fast and as easy as the flu does. That's one of the big things The a lot of the epidemiologists are worried about and that it, it does seem to be incredibly contagious and spreading at ridiculous rates now those are initial estimates Who those knows? always change those always change. on both sides right like is this chinese whistleblower correct and that there's ninety thousand cases instead of what they're actually admitting or well, is it i the... was surprised that china would come out and be as open as they are and i thought well maybe they know you know we need help and the world and needs the stars thing went bad largely because they did not handle it well at the beginning. Right. So there's an argument to say, okay, we have recognized what we did last time and we've right. got to fix that. That doesn't sound very China. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound it doesn't. so China you know, to when me. They're, when they're putting you know some lead chips yeah. into our dog food, <laughs> it doesn't sound like they really care that much. But maybe they found a heart. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the Grinch story. Right. You know? Right. The, 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 the was two sizes too small. I don't see President Z down in Whoville. No? No. Uh-uh. Even with that cute little dog. No. The big sled with don't all the presents. See, don't see so You it. don't think any of that's going to no. happen? No. No. Don't it doesn't feel it. like it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. But you're kind of holding out hope. Mm-hmm. Now, may I... Well, let me use a Christmas word. May I dash that hope oh, just a bit? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> a group of protesters lit a lobby of a newly built residential building on fire Sunday in Hong Kong. <clears throat> Authorities have announced. Oh my gosh, I got a cough. Did you hear that cough? Yeah. Do you think it's a coronavirus? Yes. You know, I was sick with a coronavirus for a very, very long time. Were you? Yeah. I'd have to call in sick. I'd have too much corona, and then I'd... Oh, it's different? It's a different virus, yes. That's a hangover, is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then I don't have an immune system to it. (laughs) Authorities had announced earlier in the day they planned to convert the Faiming Estate, an unoccupied public building, to temporary flats to quarantine people who have contracted the virus. Okay. All right, I just want to say, if you have 1,900 cases 
in all of China. Think of this. 1,900 cases in all of China. Why would they be taking this entirely new, brand new apartment high-rise and say, hey, we're going to dedicate this to all the people we need to quarantine in Hong Kong? That doesn't seem (laughs) to fit. Hmm. Death toll of the outbreak hit uh, 80 with uh, 3,000 people infected worldwide. So you're going to put everybody that has it there or suspected to have it into that? We are dissatisfied with the government selecting this housing estate as a quarantine separation village as it is close to a residential area and a primary school. Well, where else would you put that? After the violent protest, the government said it would cease the related preparation work in the Fiming estate. So now they'll just... So now they'll just they'll just put it someplace where nobody knows, which is always good. Some have called for Hong Kong officials to block its border with mainland China to further minimize the risk of infection. Reuters noted so far, authorities have only shuttered direct train and flight connections to and from Wuhan. So don't worry, don't worry. We have it in Chicago and in Seattle <laughs> and in Houston, but don't worry. If you're, if you're, you know, just, if you're in the Wuhan airport, you can't fly. But if you're, oh. if you're somewhere around Wuhan, you get and to another. I know I have a condo there. <laughs> right, it was just outside Wuhan. You know, I mm-hmm. had, uh, I worked with the uh, Department of Tourism uh, for Wuhan. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had the Kodak rights. I had all the film rights. I negotiated them years ago, mm. and uh, I really thought when Wuhan really hits, yeah. I'm gonna—I'll be the only place you could buy film. And ah, digital stuff happened, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very disappointing. I Plus, would have been—I mean, imagine uh, taking all the pictures of the hospitals and what was really going on. Mm-hmm. How much money I could have made on this crisis? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Unfortunately, now there seem to be cameras in every room <laughs> on every corner. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. It's not like this would be hard to count the people that had it mm. because you're not looking for them. No. You don't. You know right where they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. And you also know if they are, if they're Googling temperature. Right. <laughs> Fever, sniffles, <laughs> you know, the black van comes to pick you up to take you to the new Fai Ming uh, apartment complex. They actually did that, by the way. Google did this a while ago where they started running predictors of where the flu oh, yeah. would, would, uh, would break out that. based on what people were Googling, right? right. They're Googling temperature, uh, nausea, whatever it is. Uh, you're telling me you don't think the Chinese government is doing that? I mean, oh, the Chinese government. We we do it uh, apparently. We do it because that way the CDC can be ready and we can get the flu treatment mm-hmm. in the right areas, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure the Chinese are the same. Oh yeah. You know, they just treat it probably with gas. You know. Yeah, yeah. The different or, different. This is not really a drip system. Uh, it's a little too slow. We like to just inject it into. We just like to, you know what? A bullet is the fastest way to get this medicine right to your heart. <laughs>
American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, according to the property data firm CoreLogic, the standard mortgage payment is down nearly 3% since May of 2018. And that's despite the rising home prices. Wait a minute, what? So why are the rates so low? Because of the competition, which is a direct byproduct of the rising economy. It makes home ownership a lot more affordable, and that benefits everybody. You see, socialists? Capitalism really does work. So if you're looking to get a loan uh, for a home, now may well be the best time to do it. But what happens if you already bought a home? You bought one in 2018 or even earlier. What about that percentage rate? You thought you got a pretty good percentage rate then, right? Well, maybe a refi is the way to go for you. Over the life of your loan, it will save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. And it could end up putting a huge amount of money back into your pocket. That's why you should call the people at American Financing, because they have salary-based mortgage consultants that have been helping people just like you for over 20 years. A 10-minute phone call could change your life. It's American Financing. Call 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. Or AmericanFinancing.net. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Hey, I have a, a different theory on this uh, coronavirus. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think Corona had anything to do with it because that would be like, remember the AIDS diet candy? I, I do remember the okay. AIDS diet candy. AIDS that was, diet candy. It was that. it was kind of a diet trend back in the, uh, I believe, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was AYDS. Yes. But it, it was, was one of those things that it had an unfortunate association <laughs> with a different... Uh, a different spelling, a and different everything. spelling of everything. Uh, but but it was a weight loss uh, product called AIDS. It didn't work out well for the company. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the, I'm hoping that this doesn't affect Corona, uh, as you know, like one of those things where like, oh crap, you couldn't have called it Budweiser. You couldn't have called it something else? <laughs> it is unfortunate. Really? It's unfortunate that it's the coronavirus. The one that always hits me on this is the completely unfair treatment of Kool-Aid as it's associated yes, with right. uh, the, did you drink the mass Kool-Aid? suicide. Right? Yeah. Like, it was always, did you drink the Kool-Aid? They're drinking the Kool-Aid. It was Flavor Aid. It was a competitor of Kool-Aid that they drank in Jonestown. A, a competitor, Flavor Aid. A different brand. It's like, you know, like... Coke, like a scandal breaks out with Coca-Cola, and and they just call it the the Pepsi breakout. It's like legitimately they are two competitors, right? And it's and Pepsi's like, wait a minute, wait, no, that was Coke. Coke. What are you talking about? No, that's yeah. what happened with Kool Aid. So it's, everyone ever says you drink the Kool Aid, say no, it was flavoring. <laughs> say it angrily and loudly. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's some reason that really and there's a, and there was a candy. It was a diet candy. It had a Y in it, not an I. It worked, I swear. Give I me a Corona. You're pissing me off. Okay, so uh, so I don't think it's Corona. However, is this thing just, is this just hype for the new Netflix Outbreak series? Yeah. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I think it, I, I mean. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. This whole thing, because if they've got, everyone's going to want to watch an outbreak 
they're all going to be inside because they're freaked out because of the coronavirus. Right. They're going to be watching Netflix like, constantly. Let me watch something on a pandemic. Right. That's right. They just came out with it. Coincidental ti- uh, um, timing. And what Chinese person is like, let's call it a coronavirus. However, how many people at Netflix sitting there in California is like, I don't know. Uh, they look down, see a Let's call it a coronavirus. Yeah. This whole thing <laughs> just may be a marketing ploy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, there's more. There's more to this. There's, there's another this. layer here. Call Adam Schiff right, right away. Right away. This DJ, Impeach somebody over right. this. this is... Because you've got the outbreak series on Netflix. Yes. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do. We can't cure it. Wait a minute. There's a new Gwyneth Paltrow series also on Netflix oh my about gosh. goop and how you can treat all sorts of diseases with candles that smell like I need parts a, of Gwyneth Paltrow. A, I need a... I need a... A marble egg up my right, and uh, and that'll cure it, or <laughs> or whatever, whatever she's selling. It's just the weirdest. I I, is, I, I can't even bring myself to watch that uh, oh. documentary or whatever it's, it is, right? Because it's so disturbing. What I love about it, though, yeah, is how we're getting this Gwyneth Paltrow style science. From the same crew that pitches us scientific consensus every day, and how we're Holocaust deniers if we don't think we can spend fifty trillion dollars on whatever Greta Thunberg says today, uh, that same group is telling us, "Oh, go to goop.com for, to, to heal all of your ailments." That is what they—they're pitching that to us. Netflix is going to give us a giant series on how Gwyneth Paltrow is going to cure cancer with some herb. And we're the ones who are uh, don't understand scientific consensus. And, and it's deeper than this. <laughs> or possibly more shallow. <laughs> who, who thinks that a candle that smells uh-huh. like her nether regions, mm-hmm. anybody's nether regions, is a candle that people will want to buy or even just even pick up the box and smell. No, I don't. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but I really do believe that we are in a parallel universe because there's no way anyone wants to buy that candle. And I think they all sold out, didn't they? (laughs) Probably. She can make more. Don't ask how. <laughs> All right. When somebody, when somebody looks over your shoulder uh, at your phone to see what you're doing, it's not irritating. It's 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 obvious. It's, you know, uh, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? But that's somebody standing behind you. Cyber criminals are doing exactly the same thing. And you don't see them. News came out the other day. Major software company had an unprotected database. It uh, contained customer emails, IP addresses. For the last 14 years, over 250 million names were exposed during that time with all of their information. That is a cyber criminal's dream. Is your name on that list? Norton 360 provides your device security, then identity theft protection, then a VPN for online privacy. It's banking-level encryption. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is the toolbox for all of your cyber safety. Get up to 50% off now your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck.
Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn, get 10 bucks off your subscription, and subscribe to YouTube as well. Stu Does America coming next week. This is the Glenbeck program, and I I want to uh, I want to tell you my job is to tell you about good people, bad people, and dumb people, and that is today's segment in that order: good people, bad people, dumb people. <laughs> okay, uh, this uh, comes for the good people. This actually comes from New York City, which I. We have all 12 of the good people in New York City right here. They all happen to be at Delancey and Norfolk in the Lower East Side on Saturday. Uh, a woman named uh, Colby Drosher uh, posted this video over the weekend, and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. She was about a block away, and she heard uh, impact and screams. And when you're in New York, you run towards the screams, not away from the screams. <laughs> That's that's the sign of a tourist run from the screams. <laughs> uh and it and it what what she found is she she got there was this huge crowd around and a an SUV had hit a pedestrian and trapped her underneath the car, okay? And she couldn't get out and she was wedged there. And so what did the New Yorkers do? Remember this is the good people section. The good people of New York, they didn't wait. About 12 of them all got together and lifted the SUV and tilted it up. And uh, and a few others then dragged her out and set her free. That's incredible. It's a nuts. Because you would think that they would have, you know, for kicks, just rolled, o- rolled over her with another car. Right. Uh, maybe... Because I would I would assume that story with that beginning ends in a in a, in the bad person or dumb people part of the of the segment. But no, good people. No, good people. There you go. Now, yeah. is the good person the person who hit the pedestrian? No. You didn't. No, you didn't highlight that person. No, you're just ignoring that person. I'm who, ignoring that who person. Ran over. Could have been a mistake. Could have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. How many of us have dragged somebody a you know a block and a half under our car before we realized? Did you did you want to answer that for yourself or? <laughs> Now we get to bad people. <clears throat> Google took it off YouTube. So I contacted Facebook. Said bad person. Bad person was uh, referring to a heavily edited video posted on Facebook in 2019 that appears to show Nancy Pelosi slurring her words at a press conference. Remember this? Yes. Bad person said... Why are you guys keeping this up? It's blatantly false. She was talking about the Facebook decision to keep the video on the platform while suppressing its spread. Your competitors have taken it down. Bad person responded uh, and continued saying, their response? We think our users can make up their own minds. Oh, my gosh. The Pelosi video, which is also uh, often called a cheap fake, was slowed down and designed to make Pelosi sound and look drunk. 
YouTube removed the video, but Facebook and Twitter left it up. Members of the media joined lawmakers shortly thereafter condemning Facebook for leaving up that video, which they said could alter the public's perception oh. of Pelosi. <laughs> it's a huge worry. Right, right. Uh, pundits cried foul after Facebook argued its adherence to free speech prevented the company from removing the video. Bette Medler, Alyssa Milano, also bad people, but not the bad person we're talking about here, uh, and other several celebrities uh, complained after Facebook executive Monica Bickert told CNN in May 2019 that the company determined dinging the video was the wrong move. Bad person said for her part, the tech, the tech, the tech giant's endgame is much more sinister. Facebook is not going to just reelect Trump, but it intends to reelect Trump. Bad person told the Atlantic. Oh yeah, I mean Zuckerberg, huge Trump guy, right? 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 Who's with me on that? So right? bad person continued to suggest that Zuckerberg's views on Facebook's role in society, American politics, is Trumpian and authoritarian. Bad person is not the only person to express concerns about Zuckerberg's supposed intentions. Also, equally known bad person, billionaire financier George Soros and Elizabeth Warren also say that Facebook and Trump are in cahoots. Clear. Bad person said there's kind of an informal mutual assistance operation between Trump and Zuckerberg. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, bad person, Hillary Clinton. Ah, what a surprise. Okay. What a surprise. By the way, Glenn, I should yes. point out, um, yes. I did post a video about Nancy Pelosi myself uh, this this past weekend. You did? Um, and it was, I didn't see it. It was for a Nancy Pelosi commemorative pen. If you remember when she signed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, impeachment. impeachment, she mm-hmm. did it with all these fancy pens with her signature on the side. Right, right, right. So we were like, it would be great to have a replica pen so that people could celebrate that moment. Oh. You know, it's really important. They can remember what happened with the impeachment, this historic moment. Now, we don't we don't have the the rights to the actual pen. We had to slightly adjust it. Uh, and that's why it has... Did you Nancy- make it... Did, did Goop make it? Does it smell like her vagina? It does not. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't think of that detail before we made All right, commercial. I'm just saying, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, on those right. candles. <laughs> I just thought maybe you were just... Uh, <laughs> the worst thing I've ever thought of in my life, but thank you for... You're welcome. ...for that. So we made this commercial for the pen, and it said it just like Nancy Pelosi's signature. It's black with the, with the yeah. gold signatures. It's Nancy That's Pelosi. Nice. We had to adjust it a little bit, so it just says in the same font, "Nancy Pelosi sucks." <laughs> now I was worried about this exact same problem because people would say that's not even a real thing you're putting up some fake nancy pelosi video and they might bring it down Mm. that's why we actually decided to make the pens and put them actually for sale Mm. so if you go (laughs) to nancy pelosi sucks pen.com you can buy you can buy the actual commemorative item i need one that says it's the black with the gold it looks just just like like it it. except it says just if if you're if you're a noted collector, yes. you'll you'll be able to tell the difference that it says right. Nancy Pelosi sucks instead of just Nancy Pelosi. That's okay. the only difference All right. you can detect on here. I love that. Nancy Pelosi sucks Every single response is like, Oh, this would be amazing if it's real. I don't know why they allowed me to do it, but it's real. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. 
Let me uh, let me give you now, dumb people. <laughs> a bank robber went in and was threatening the banking staff with a meat cleaver. <laughs> he actually left the branch with nearly two thousand uh, dollars. He was he was he was arrested. Um, because he, uh, well, he brought the meat cleaver in his disguise. And then when he took the meat cleaver out, he put the disguise on and it doesn't stop there. Not only, (laughs) not only did he walk into the bank, not wearing the disguise, Uh but carrying his disguise with a meat cleaver in it. And then when he got to the teller, he took the meat cleaver out and then he put on the disguise. The disguise was mm-hmm. a pillowcase. Okay. Okay. Now here's the the additional trouble with this. Um he uh he he he, he forgot to cut any eye holes in the pillowcase. <laughs> So this is not well thought out, this process. (laughs) (laughs) So he is in the bank talking to the teller with a pillowcase and there's no way for him to see what's going on. (laughs) Uh, It didn't take police uh, long to find him uh, with the cash and the pillowcase with uh, money that was consistent with the money from the bank. <laughs> yeah, was, wow. I love the way yeah. love the way they worded that. Mm-hmm. The money consistent with the money from the bank. <laughs> he's got a pillowcase, a meat cleaver. You got him on picture. I think he's probably the guy. Uh, all right. From coast to coast and border to border, here in America, there is a different spirit. And it is the spirit of the West. It's the spirit of the cowboy. Not everybody has it. Some do. Entrepreneurs have it. People who chart their own course have it. People who actually are cowboys, they have it. It's the currency of hard work, spit polish, honesty, all the things that really have been devalued. But Americans still appreciate that spirit. It's the can-do to the world's won't-do, really. It's what causes us to seek our own new frontiers. And when you put on a pair of Tacova's boots, you are putting on that spirit. Crafted by hand with the finest leathers in a 200-step hand process. Tacova's boots are blending style and comfort with that really rarefied element, integrity. Tacova's. When you make a purchase now at Tacova's.com, you'll, um, you'll get a a free hand-stitched calfskin card case. You make a purchase of $150 and you put in the promo code back. You're going to get this this beautiful it's a it's a card case. You have to keep my credit cards and everything in it. It's really nice. The card crate case is free with a $150 purchase, but only through January 31st. So please visit tecovas t e c o v a s .com slash back. Find your pair. Make sure you remember, use the promo code back at checkout to Covis Western Goods for your frontier. This is-
is the Glenn Beck Program. I, I do have to share this with you because I just think this is is very very special and it's very limited edition. Uh, can we just roll this commercial, please? America, one nation under God, a land of opportunity and freedom, the birthplace of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, and the nation she bravely represented as she signed the Articles of Impeachment of Donald J. Trump. To properly mark this momentous occasion, Nancy Pelosi signed her name proudly with these unique and beautiful black and gold pens emblazoned with her signature. Now, you can own a piece of history. Remember the impeachment proceeding and the life's work of our first female Speaker of the House with these collector's edition (laughs) near-perfect replica pens. Each pen features the same black and gold style of the original, with only minor differences, barely recognizable to the naked eye. These breathtaking writing instruments communicate the utmost in class and distinction and will make sure everyone knows what side of history you stand on. To honor the accomplishments of Speaker Pelosi, we've priced these special commemorative pens with the year of her birth, 1940. (laughs) Think of the national elections you'll be able to overturn with your Nancy Pelosi commemorative impeachment pen. Available exclusively at NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. <laughs> this priceless work of art will remind you of Speaker Pelosi's constantly surprised facial expressions mm. and babbling nonsensical speaking style. Plus, it will forever communicate your lasting feelings towards this true American hero. Due to the incredible demand, there is a strict limit of 5,000 pens per order, (laughs) and no future Nancy Pelosi Sucks commemorative impeachment pens will be sold when demand has been exhausted. So act now. These incredible pens are authorized by Stu Does America, loved by patriotic Americans all over the globe, and can be yours now for just $19.40. How will you tell your children and grandchildren about this important era of American history? Do it with NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Wow, that is, that is fantastic. And it's been marked down from 1940 to 1940. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can get that uh, now at Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pen. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful pen. Uh, well, I, I, I like writing instrument. I think that really... It's more than a pen. It's, it's more than a pen. It it's, is. it's a writing instrument. So this isn't like a cheap pen exactly right it, it, yeah this is like a pen that you could buy mm-hmm. like overnight on tv this is like i if you've ever owned like an obama commemorative plate you'll know the quality of this pen wow, mm-hmm. wow. and every time you're sitting there in your office and someone comes by and and you're writing something and they ask to borrow your pen they can borrow your nancy pelosi sucks pen.com uh and i think that that's the sort I of think thing. there there's there's something that especially if you're alone in the office, mm-hmm. you know, with the feeling that you have for this great American mm-hmm. I mean just historic figure. Yes. And this moment in history. And this moment in history. If you're kind of alone, 
it kind of does add a just a je ne sais quoi of of something special about that pin. Something yeah. that says something unique about you. Yeah. You know, and imagine your friends who are not really your friends, but you pretend mm-hmm. they're your friends because you're afraid you'll be an outcast. And so you nobody will talk to you and you might even lose your job. But imagine <laughs> the delight of your friends as you mm-hmm. as they say, can I borrow your pen? And you say, <laughs> you say this. Uh, sure. Use this one. <laughs> you can borrow my Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi sucks pen. Pen. By the way, I think a great thing to do with uh, these um, is to you get your pen in the mail, and then you have that one annoying friend who's always saying how how much Adam Schiff is a hero, and the impeachment is. Oh, obvious. you jab this into their chest? Yeah, no, it's the, well, <laughs> not a terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. Terrible thing uh, to say, but, and of course. No, you just put that put that in their collection of pens so that one day mm-hmm. they take it out and they look at it and it says So you do it covertly. <laughs> they don't <laughs> And they're like one day they're How the hell did this pen get in here? Mm-hmm. That's and oh no. I can see why you would put the limit of 5000. I'm worried about it because people <laughs> we're going to run out. 5000 per order and everyone's every single comment. Oh, this would be fantastic. One person's like if you actually were selling these you'd be funding the blaze for 5 years. I was like Baby, well, we yeah. are selling them. <laughs> we this are selling them. <laughs> like, no one can believe that actually people printed up Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. No, they are available. But they are available. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. Uh, and Nancy, Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com is the address. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, a motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's 50 cents a day without a contract. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally 100 bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get 350% faster dispatch. It's SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. Anxious to uh, talk to Steve Dace. Uh, we are one week away from the Iowa primary, and it's very volatile. I mean, it's the, the the polls. There's one poll that shows Sanders leading Biden by nine. Another one has Biden up by six in Iowa. And Obviously. <laughs> and what's weird is uh, looks like Warren is really biting the dust. And that's actually bad for Biden because yes. those Warren people are not going to go to Biden. They're going to go to Sanders probably. Correct. And in the caucus environment, we have to ask Steve about this. And I'd like to see Buttigieg. I bet you Biden supporters go to Buttigieg as well. Or the, so, one way or the other, yeah. It could be that yeah. they see the one Buttigieg way, people might go over to Biden. To Biden. But, but they I, also might go to Sanders or to Warren. And I mean, it's 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 freaking confusing. Man. That's why we have Steve Dace here. Yeah, Steve is in Iowa. He's lived in Iowa 
most of his life, if not all of his life. He's been part of this caucus process for a decade at least uh, and can really give us all of the information. He's next. I think he's been doing it for several, hasn't he? All right, the Iowa caucus is a week from today. There's so much going on. Impeachment. Today, the Republicans continue the defense. Today's supposed to be a big, big day. I urge you, if you missed it on Saturday, it's jaw-dropping the way the uh, the president's attorneys are handling this. I think it's really, really good. Today's supposed to be knockout of the park. We have that going on. That may or may not end by the... Uh, by Next week, the Iowa caucuses are on Monday. The State of the Union is on Tuesday. There's quite a bit to address, including the very volatile uh, volatile numbers coming out of Iowa, where now one poll has Sanders up by nine points. What's really going on? A guy who really knows, been involved in uh, Iowa politics in the caucus and been reporting on it for a long time, Steve Dace from Blaze Media and Blaze TV. He is up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, listen, when you get ready to, to shave, you don't need an expensive blade. You don't need creams and soaps and gels. For a clean, close shave, what you need is Shave Secret. Shave Secret has been out for a long time, but it isn't it's really an ancient product. This is the way they used to shave kings and and uh, and queens, ladies would shave their legs with this proprietary blend of essential oils. And it dramatically reduces cuts and nicks and ingrown hairs, even shaving rash. It can replace all of your shaving creams and gels. You add three to five drops to a wet palm. You massage it into your skin, and you're ready to shave for a clean, close, easy shave. It works both for men and women, and it's widely available. You can find it online at Amazon or shavesecret.com. But prepare for the best shave of your life. Shave Secret, available regionally at HEB and Wegmans. Also, you can find it online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. And if you go to ShaveSecret, use the promo code BECK and you're going to get a 10% discount. That's ShaveSecret.com. Steve Dace in Iowa. Steve, you've lived in Iowa your whole life, right? Uh, I was born here. I've lived here most of my life, off and on. I've except lived for, all over the country. Except for that prison, uh, that time in prison? Except we're, we agreed we weren't going to discuss. Okay, that. I'm sorry. Sorry, didn't mean to push it too far. Uh, and and how many years have you been involved in the Iowa caucus process? Uh, since 1996. Wow. Uh, when uh, when I was originally uh, caucusing uh, for Phil Graham, so over 20 years. Wow, Phil Graham, a blast from the past. Okay, so tell me what is different this time, and because it looks very volatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, now Sanders in one poll is leading Biden by nine points. What's happened is there's there's no establishment, whatever the Democratic establishment is. And if you've been watching the fundraising 
in their party where their candidates are raising ginormous amounts, but no one is giving to the national party after what it did in, in 2016. We're not really sure what the Democratic establishment is anymore. And I think that's why you're not seeing a whole bunch of people rush out to denounce Jeremy Corbyn. I'm sorry, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, the way that they the way they did Donald Trump on the right four years ago, because I think they're trying to figure out, hey, if we come out and denounce him, uh, that's why we want Obama to do it. His career is over. If we come out and denounce him, he might be the new establishment. This may be a a reshuffling of the deck chairs here. And so we're going to kind of wait and see what the first couple of states tell us. And so I think that's the issue. There's no Mitt Romney. There's, there's no Hillary Clinton. There's no established, polished candidate. Joe Biden was weighed, measured, and found wanting. And I think that has now left this to a grassroots kind of free-for-all. So you do think that Joe Biden, the, the shine is off in Iowa? No, I think the shine's off everywhere. I mean, if you look at his early state polling, except for South Carolina, I mean, the national polling, we've talked about this before, it's irrelevant. Except for South Carolina, largely based on black voters who don't watch cable news. I know there's so much race baiting on CNN and MSNBC, but it's almost all white woke people watching that. Mm-hmm. Like Don Lemon doesn't have a black audience, for example. Okay, so um, I, they're not even really fully engaged in South Carolina yet, and they're going to react to the sifting that's gone on here in Iowa, New Hampshire, that's what we always see. So I think that's still up for grabs as well. And so I think what you and I think, you know, Joe Biden putting out statements about trans civil rights and he's he's grasping now. Uh, it, you know, I used to say when I was a, a professional football analyst, when when your team believes the game plan has failed, they just start trying things. You know, you're just well, let's try a run here, a pass here, a draw there, a play action there. And and see if we can get something to click because we're at a loss for why nothing we had game planned for is working. And I think Joe Biden, in the at least in terms of Iowa, New Hampshire, which is all that matters right now, he's at the trying things stage. So how is this going to break down? Biden's in a caucus. Most Americans don't even understand how a caucus works. Can you explain mm-hmm. that and then a follow up question? Sure. They're all little mini conventions. So there's rules of order. There's orders of business. There's delegate of a, you know, uh, appointment that just depends on what all is on the agenda. Um, you know, on the Republican side, because a lot of those people are in private industry, they try to get in and out as fast as they can, and the process can still take an hour. On the Democratic side, though, everyone's got a kvetch, so so grab a Snickers. You're going to be here for a while, okay? And and they're going to handle all of their business. And, and this year it's different in that when they're gaveled, when you come into the caucus and, and, and have your name checked, and yes, you do have to verify that you are you. So Apparently, it's not racist when the Democrats do it to themselves. Mm. When you do that, this year is different because of what happened in 2016, where Bernie Sanders won the popular vote, but Hillary Clinton won Iowa's Electoral College with the delegates. They're now making it so that you have to declare who you're for when you come in. This has never happened before. Usually, there's been like a straw poll first to kind of figure out who the candidates are. They're going to fall by the wayside. You're now going to declare when you come in. That's a huge advantage to somebody like Bernie Sanders because – when you declare for him, I mean, those his, the, the Soviets there are going to make sure that, that you follow through. There's there's one candidate in this race that knows right now that he's not coming out of the room in Iowa with fewer votes than he had going in. And the only candidate I think that can say that is Bernie Sanders. So what we're going to decide this last week, guys, is what is his ceiling? And you're going to see a lot of things thrown at him to try to mitigate his ceiling. And I do believe he has a ceiling. Um, but I, because if he hadn't had such a na- high name ID candidate, he would have been leading this race the whole time. He does have a ceiling. The problem is you can't replace nothing with nothing. 
somebody has to replace that. Somebody has to be the place where everybody that thinks this guy is another Jeremy Corbyn and he can't win, where they believe they can settle on who that is. And we're sitting here one week from Iowa after a year-long campaign, and they still don't know who that is. And okay. that's why it's advantage Bernie Sanders. So when you say he, Bernie Sanders has a ceiling, does that include any of the voters from Elizabeth Warren? Because they seem to be... Uh, you know, I wanted Warren, but she's not out here. She's not going to make it. So I'm going to throw it to, to Sanders. Does she does she lose uh, members to Sanders in the end in Iowa? Yes. And I think you're already seeing that's reflected. We've had there have been symbiotic relationships. And we've talked about these lanes before. Buttigieg and Biden are in a lane because that's the lane Buttigieg chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Sanders and Warren are in a lane. And, and they've have and symbiotic when one is up, the other's down, when one is down, the other is up. And now I think you have seen that the stunt that her and CNN orchestrated, I do believe they orchestrated it the last debate with the hot mics and stuff. It's blown up in her face and hasn't really helped her at all. And so he seems to do well with calamity, like his numbers rose after a heart attack. His numbers rose after getting embarrassed by Elizabeth Warren. I, it's, a, it's, it's a damnably weird thing, but it's it's the numbers are what they are. And so she's now in danger of. You can have people who are just now at the point where um, I just want to vote for a woman, where you could see them now say maybe Bernie Sanders has drained all of her support that they were tethered together. He could drain. And maybe some of that now starts to go to an Amy Klobuchar because we, we might get down to I just want to be able to vote for a woman in the room. It's the it's the time of the woman. And I think that's what the Des Moines Register endorsement was about, was to try to throw one more lifeline to Elizabeth Warren. Hmm. Uh, it's always a good idea to vote uh, based on uh, people's, ge- you know, gender. That's always a great idea. Um, Especially I, I, when it's fluid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was interested. In, I wanted to ask you about Klobuchar because here she is. She has kind of been the fifth candidate in this race for a long time. She has her polls are coming up. The latest Emerson poll that came out today has her at 13 percent in Iowa ahead of both Buttigieg and Warren. Uh, she seems to be making a late, last-minute sort of run. We've seen these things happen in Iowa before, on the Republican side with Santorum. Uh, you know, it's, it's happened. What, uh, what do you think her chances are? I think it's possible she could finish in the top three and survive as viable beyond here. I, I don't believe she can get a percentage that would win. I, you, you mentioned Santorum, and that's a good analogy. If you remember, that campaign was the flavor of the month, and Rick never had his turn. And it got down to the end. He never really had an impressive, galvanizing moment, but it got down to the end. And if you were a conservative that didn't want Mitt Romney as your nominee, he was the last one left that hadn't been branded or tarnished in some way. She's running great ads right now. Um, And they're very likable. They're very, I can get things done. Hey, let's be adults. At some point, you know, we have to win an election once we're done, uh, you know, uh, checking our woke credentials. She should have started doing this about two months ago. Mm. If she had started doing this in the fall and built her name up, name ID high enough, particularly as Warren and Sanders got, um, you know, uh, really handsy, I think she could have, and Biden began to implode with his appearances, I think she could have really been a viable threat here. She was too timid, waited too long to make her move um, and, and, and choose her lane as the adult in the room. But the fact that she can still get a late rise here into a respectable finish is indicative of how weak the we just got to win the election lane has become for the Democrats. All right. Can you hang on for a second, 
Steve? Sure. Steve Dace, who follows this program on the uh, Blaze Radio and TV network. Uh, You can find uh, him at Steve Dace. Uh, You follow him on Twitter. Uh, It is the Steve Dace Show. Again, airs every day, Monday through Friday, after this program on uh, Blaze TV. Back with him in just a second. Let me first welcome you to the wonderful world of business and business success. If you know, if if you have trouble keeping track of what your business is actually doing right now, you don't really know what is what's happening in your business. Now, our economy has been running smoothly for a good while now. The economy, with the shape it's in, it looks like maybe, maybe we could be taking our businesses into this new decade on an ever-rising track, at least for a little while. Undoubtedly, you owe the success of your business to a lot of different things, not of not the least of which is the work you put in, but also because you have something in common with over 19,000 other businesses, and that is NetSuite by Oracle. It, you knew early on, if you already have NetSuite, that if if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. The dashboard is what you sought out. It's what I've been looking for for years. One serious entrepreneur and finance teams that all over, they swear by this, to give yourself a full picture of your business. And when all of your departments are able to communicate seamlessly, that's when your business thrives. That's what you did, right? And if you haven't done it yet, maybe you should. Check out NetSuite.com. Schedule your free demo right now. Receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at NetSuite.com slash Beck. Again, set up your free demo. Get the free guide today at NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck. We pause for 10 seconds station ID. So how did, with Bernie gone uh, for the last few days, how is AOC uh, doing? And, and did you see much of, of the, the Soviet show that they were really putting on for Bernie? No. Um, and I think that that's great and, and for us from a clickbait perspective, and it's going to be very harmful in a general election. But but right now, the biggest issue is every, Bernie Sanders is a defined entity, Glenn. I mean, this idea now that we're going to get all this oppo research dump on him from the left um, and it's going to hurt him with the, with leftists, it, it's, it's desperation yeah, it's time. Do, it's yeah. fouling at the end of a basketball game when you're down by 10 to prolong it, and but you've already lost. What they've got to figure out, they've got to come up with an alternative to him. That's the argument. That's the debate. They have to have an affirmative alternative to him. And, and, and focusing on him doesn't find them that affirmative alternative. And here's something to keep in mind. I mean, there was a Boston Globe poll out yesterday that had him way ahead in, 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 in New Hampshire. No one that has ever won both Iowa and New Hampshire has failed to win their party's nomination ever mm. in either the Republican or Democratic mm. parties. Mm. So Bernie Sanders, you can okay, you take him from 30 to 25. Who's your candidate that's going to get 26? They haven't figured that out yet. Now, Buttigieg, I thought, shot himself in the foot uh, this weekend with his response to a a question from a, a Democratic voter. In fact, can we play this? Um, 
woman stood up and said, look, I'm a I'm a Democrat, but I don't seem to belong anymore. Listen to this. The Democratic platform contains language that basically says that we don't belong. We have no part in the party because it says abortion should be legal up to nine months. The government should pay for it. And there's nothing that says that people have a diversity of views on this issue should be included in the party. In 1996 and several years after that, there was a language in the Democratic platform that said that we understand that people have very differing views on this issue, but we are a big tent party that includes everybody. And so therefore, we welcome you, people like me, into the party so we can work on issues that we agree on. Yeah. So I, my question was, do you, would you be open to language like that in the, the Democratic pap- platform that really did say that our party is diverse and inclusive and we want everybody? Well, I support the position of my party. Uh, that this kind of medical care needs to be available to everyone. Uh, And I support the Roe versus Wade framework uh, that holds that early in pregnancy there are very few restrictions, and late in pregnancy there are very few exceptions. And again, the best I can offer is that we may disagree on that very important issue, uh, and hopefully we will be able to partner on other issues. It wasn't an answer to the question at all, and he got hammered for it. Are there a lot of Democrats in Iowa that are in her situation? No, there's, there's not a lot of Democrats like this. Well, there's not a lot of white Democrats in her situation, really anywhere in the country. Most of those people have either already become independents or Democrats because they got this message 10 years ago that this is the direction their party was going to go. But where it does hurt him is his entire calculus. If we're just, can we just be blunt? Yeah. Not that we haven't already. He has no qualifications to be president other than how he has sex. He's a unique, special interest group. <laughs> that qualifies okay, as blunt. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> that works. Okay. I mean, you nailed it. It was if, blunt. If, if a straight individual that was mayor of Cedar Rapids, a town, Iowa, a town of 100,000, was running for president, would they have lasted this long? Would they have been taken straight no. of any ethnicity, any color? No, of no. course not. And so that's his whole M.O. He's really politically inexperienced. He has no resume, no other reason to support him other than you just want to check that intersectionality box. And he's run a very clever campaign where he doesn't highlight that really at all and tries to highlight his military service. And I am a centrist. Well, if you're going to run as I am a centrist, I'm going to run in Joe Biden's lane. And then in the last debate, you get caught lying about, well, yeah, it's Medicare for all. We can't have stragglers. And then you turn around on national TV and say stuff or, or turn around in a, in a forum and say stuff like that that goes on national social media. It, it shows that he's the, the, the thin, narrow road, to pardon the pun, that he has tried to carve out here for himself is an untravelable pass. And it was only going to be a matter of time before it was going to be exposed. He, he's undermined his own his own argument that I'm the person that can reach people we traditionally cannot get to build our coalition. No, we can't. Okay, so there is a new New York Times uh, Siena College poll of likely caucus goers, and it shows Buttigieg meet, uh, beating Biden by one point. I think it's possible Joe Biden could finish second, and I think it's possible he could finish fifth. I think that's very fluid. I don't think there's any scenario, barring he's alive on February 3rd, Bernie Sanders is not in the top three in Iowa. Any scenario. And then after that, I don't know what happens after that. I think Joe Biden could finish second to fifth. I think Elizabeth Warren could finish still in the top three and then finish sixth. I think Amy Klobuchar could get in the single digits and finish third. The rest of this is very fluid because they haven't figured out is who is the more polished candidate 
that can win those suburban, exurban voters that they took away from Trump in 2018 when it was a blind taste test. And they didn't have to put a candidate opposite him, but you could just check yes or no and, and what you thought of Trump. There was a 14-point swing. That, that's the whole election, guys. Is Trump overperformed suburban and exurban voters in 2016 from even the Republican Party's data and won those women by five points. In 2018, he lost them by nine. That 14-point swing is the whole election, and the Democrats are struggling to figure out who is a candidate that won't scare those voters off so they'll know just vote against Donald Trump and for us like they did in the 2018 midterms. How's the impeachment working in Iowa for the regular person? Uh, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. I mean, there's an Associated Press story out today that says people don't care. Um, there's, there's, it's funny, a lot of these networks now are running stories about how people in these early states don't care, and then they just go back to wall-to-wall impeachment. Nobody knows what a John Bolton is. Nobody cares. Most Nobody can spot Ukraine on a map. All right. No one cares. All right. And so I, it's just not relevant. Uh, and, and this whole exercise has also limited their ability. It's no it's no coincidence, gentlemen, that the, that when this went on the front burner, that's also when Bernie's numbers went up. Why? Because he's the only candidate that knows his supporters are the freaking postal service. Come rain, come snow, come sleet, come shine. They're there. It doesn't matter. All right. I mean, they're. Jesus is going to have to open the 47th seal for Bernie Sanders voters not to show. And he's the only candidate that has that kind of support while the rest of them are now distracted. Steve Dace, thank you. Great analysis uh, coming out of Iowa from Steve Dace. The caucus is next Monday. We've never been to a caucus. It is a wild, wild ride. It's nothing like you've experienced in any other state. Uh, And we will be all over it next Monday with Steve Dace. You know, I I always love it when the when the doctor looks at you and says, "You're in a lot of pain." Yes. All right. I don't I don't usually prescribe this, but can you handle ibuprofen 800? <laughs> yeah, doc. Every day, every day. Don't 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 prescribe that. I I can just take the pills. <laughs> I can just take you know four ibuprofen. I got that down. Uh, and and that is, you know, a miracle for some things, not so much a miracle for others. It it does help to reduce inflammation, but sometimes it's so bad that it just you you have to have, you know, you have to have the knockout. Now, here's the knockout. It's not a drug. It's it's completely drug free. It's completely natural. Uh, and it is called relief factor. It reduces inflammation, but ibuprofen never works for me this actually got me out of serious pain please if you're in constant pain please just try this relieffactor.com do you like to write do you need a pen do you think nancy pelosi sucks then you need nancy pelosi sucks pen.com buy one today Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I remember the days of podcasts when it was dominated uh, by things like NPR. For news and commentary, it was 
all just left-wing everything. I want to thank you so much for sticking with us and being with us and supporting us in our efforts at uh, Blaze TV. Just looking at the uh, podcasts uh, and the list of podcasts, if you you look at you know the New Yorker Radio Hour and WYNC on the Media and NPR and Meet the Press, uh, you will see beating those the Glenn Beck program, Mark Levin. Uh, just looking at the news commentary, uh, Mark Levin, Blaze. Uh, the Glenn Beck Program, Blaze Media, Dave Rubin, Blaze Media. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Steve Dace, Blaze Media. Stu Does America, hadn't even started Blaze Media. <laughs> News and Why It Matters, Blaze Media. Pat Gray, Unleashed, Blaze uh, Podcast. Um, the White House Brief, uh, Blaze Podcast. Rick and Bubba University, Blaze uh, Pseudo intellectual with Lauren Chen, Blaze podcast, and it goes on. And we just—I can't thank you enough for uh, subscribing to these, rating these, and actually using these uh, these podcasts. We're trying to put out a really good product, and I think we do every day. Um, and you know, we we appreciate your support. Uh, it's nice to be in battle with you. So thank you for that. Uh, Stu, what haven't we uh, covered? Today we're going to cover at 5 o'clock the impeachment from Saturday. I watched the whole thing on Saturday, and I thought it was I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it didn't get a lot of play. We do have some um, audio from it, uh, if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, this is, do we have this clip, uh, Mike pulled this this morning, Sarah, about uh, withholding aid? Uh, how common is that? Because we're told that that is like you can't withhold aid. The from president, a to, you know, he was quid pro quo. This he was withholding mm-hmm. aid. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. Right. Listen. Listen. So the made-up narrative that security assistance was conditioned on Ukraine taking some action on investigations is further disproved by the straightforward fact that the aid was delivered on September 11th, 2019, without Ukraine taking any action. On any investigation. Well, there's that. It's interesting to note that the Obama administration withheld $585 million of promised aid to Egypt in 2013. But the administration's public message was that the money was not officially on hold, as technically it was not due until September 30th, the end of the fiscal year. So they didn't have to disclose the halt to anyone. Sounds like this may be a practice of a number of administrations. In fact, to the president, this president has been concerned about how aid is being put forward. So there have been pauses on foreign aid in a variety of contexts. In September of 2019, the administration announced that it was withholding over $100 million in aid to Afghanistan over concerns about government corruption. In August of 2019, President Trump announced that the administration and Seoul were in talks to substantially increase Seoul Korea, uh, South Korea's share of the expense of U.S. military support for South Korea. In June, President Trump caught, cut or paused over $550 million 
in foreign aid to El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala because those countries were not fairly sharing the burdens of preventing mass migration to the United States. This is not the only administration. As I said, President Obama withheld hundreds of millions of dollars of aid to Egypt. To be clear, and I want to be clear, Ambassador Yovanovitch herself testified that our policy actually got stronger under President Trump, mm -hmm. largely because, unlike the Obama administration, quote, this administration made the decision to provide lethal weapons to Ukraine to help Ukraine fend off Russian aggression. She testified in a deposition before your various committees that, and actually I felt that in the three years that I was there, partly because of my efforts, but also the interagency team and President Trump's decision to provide lethal weapons to Ukraine, that our policy actually got stronger. Deputy Assistant Secretary Kent, his name's come up a couple of times, agree that javelins are incredibly effective weapons at stopping armored advance, and the Russians are scared of them. Ambassador Volker explained that President Trump approved each of the decisions made along the way, and as a result, America's policy towards Ukraine strengthened. So when we want to talk about facts, go to your own discovery and the, your own witnesses that you called. This all supposedly started because of a whistleblower. Where is that whistleblower? Uh, I thought that was incredibly effective. And uh, the, the entire process, it lasted, I think, three hours on Saturday from start to finish. Um, and uh, I thought the entire process was that good all the way along. These are the facts that you haven't heard before. I mean, there was nothing new to learn. I tried to watch it last week, but there was nothing new all last week, and they just kept repeating it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what are you, what are you doing? These guys stood up and said, we're not going to take 24 hours. We don't need 24 hours. We're going to give you three hours today. We're going to come back on Monday, and then we'll come back on Tuesday, and we'll be done. Because there's not there's not 24 hours worth of stuff to go over. They don't have a case. I agree. I, I think, too, there is a, there's a problem here in that um, the argument was set up, I think, in such a faulty way at the beginning with this idea that there's no quid pro quo, and, uh, you know, that's basically the entire argument. I think... The, if you just look at this case in the way it's supposed to be, which they outline here, that we do have quid pro quos when we're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars to other countries. Yeah, they got to do stuff for us. Those things need to be done. They need to be maybe not wasting all the money. They don't need it doesn't go to terrorists. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't. There's a million different restrictions that are put on foreign policy all the time. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, both the White House and many on the Republican side fell into this trap of setting an incredibly low hurdle for Democrat Democrats to clear. Just that there was a quid pro quo. Well, there should be a quid pro quo. That's what you when you're throwing all, all that, of that's... capitalism is a quid pro quo. Exactly. You know, it's just not. I think the way the White House is interpreted, because this is the way it was interpreted by the defense. I mean, by the prosecution, and you don't let them define terms. But I think they let the prosecution uh, define quid pro quo as uh, bribery or something nefarious. 
where instead, no, I'm not giving Afghanistan the money because they've got a problem with corruption. Clean it up. No, I'm not giving that country because they're not helping out on what they're supposed to be doing for NATO. Clear it up. That's normal procedure. But remember, they were equating it with bribery. And I think that's the only explanation I can come up with, with the with why the defense was saying no quid pro quo. They were using it in a way of bribery. Yeah. And, you know, I think this happens from time to time. You know, you. You don't want to give any ground to the left because they will take it and they will burn you on it and it never helps. And that's an understandable instinct. But I think more importantly is defending the right ground and making sure that, like, this is where I stand. Be proud of the fact that you had a quid pro quo and held back money because you thought they were corrupt. That's a totally legitimate point and a totally legitimate um, position for a White House to take. And the fact that it's been done before really supports that. Because we, of course, are going to do those things. Instead, we wind up going, look, well, we never, we, we, you know, look, we didn't know anything about this ambassador. Well, I mean, you know, again, like these are such low bars to clear. Now you have, you know, p- people talking on tape, uh, you know, I don't know who Lev Parnas is or whatever. Well, you, you had dinner with him all these times, or at least this one lengthy time, and it's on tape. And it's like, well, instead of these giving absolutely no ground. Uh, and just trying to defend every single position that it's a perfect call, for example. If you're instead step back and say, look, what we're doing, here's the overall thing we're doing, and this is the right thing to be do- doing because this is in the national interest of this country. If if that were the argument from the beginning, none of these points could even be made mm-hmm. because all every piece of evidence backs up that we were acting in that fashion with the exception of if you just don't believe Donald Trump ever acts in the american interest and if you're that person well you're in that 40 percent of democrats who, who believe that and you're never going to win any of those people over but to anyone in the middle and and i don't think this is working on the democrat side but anyone who's in the middle or an undecided voter or an independent voter i think looks at this and says wait a minute that makes sense if we're going to dump 400 million dollars to ukraine shouldn't we make sure they're not just wasting it or giving it to corrupt officials, or it's going into Joe Biden's so son's pocket. This is this is the feeling that I got on um, on Saturday. That if I were sitting there in the Senate, I would have said, "Well, all that makes sense." And how come the Democrats never told me any of this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they they their their case was taken apart because the Trump uh, team didn't introduce anything new they just took pieces of the testimony that was never reported never brought up not in the press and not in uh, the impeachment setup uh, from the prosecution so if you're sitting there you feel as though the democrats lied to you and they did they left a lot of exoneration uh, exonerating evidence out completely and didn't explain it away. If you have exonerating evidence, you have to, when you first stay, step up and make your case and say, they're going to say this. Well, that's not what the Democrat, the Republicans said. They didn't stand up and say what Schiff said. They just went back to the evidence and said, I want you to see here, here, and here. How come they left this out? Why didn't they tell you about this? Because this really changes everything, doesn't it? And I think it's critical that Americans, especially if you are looking for the truth and 
the part of the impeachment that you have not heard before. You need to listen to this today. Now, we're going to give you the uh, the recap at five o'clock of what happened this weekend and some of the early stuff from what's what's happening today. But it starts at uh, one o'clock and you can find it, you know, wherever you can you can grab it. I mean, White House Gov or C-SPAN or wherever. Um, But but grab it and watch it if you miss it or you need it to be distilled. Make sure you grab my show tonight and all this week until this is over at 5 p.m. We'll give you the complete rundown in about 22 minutes. You'll have everything you need. So, you know how I said uh, gold is a hedge against inflation? And and I believe that. It is, it is something that it's a hedge against, hedge against inflation, but it's also a hedge against insanity. So the world has gone insane and more trouble is expected around the corner. The Dow is down, but it was earlier this morning, about 400 points. Uh, why is that? Well, this is because of the coronavirus. But there's something else. When stocks go down and people become afraid, gold goes up. Gold is up now since last week uh, because of the coronavirus. It's up 12%. 12%. I, I want you to get involved uh, and at least consider gold. If you have money in your IRA, if you have money sitting there, you can actually move it, part of it, into gold. I, I have, you know, 10% in gold. That's what That's what I think you should have, but that's my opinion. I want you to call the experts uh, at Goldline. They're waiting for your call right now at 866-GOLDLINE. Call them. Just ask them about the information. Tell them that, you know, I sent you, and, and they'll tell you why I buy gold, you know, the way I do. Um, but I I just think the minute the world stops going insane is the minute I'll stop telling you, you know, you should really look at gold. Because the more insane the country and the world goes – Seems the higher the price of gold goes. Go there now. Goldline. Goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, with all of the stuff going on, uh, as we said, the Iowa caucus is Monday. The State of the Union is next Tuesday. Uh, We have the impeachment trial going on. That should end maybe by Wednesday. They'll start to vote on whether they're going to have, you know, uh, John Bolton or anybody else, the whistleblower, be called to testify uh, on that. With all of the things going on, one thing that has uh, slipped past, I think, everybody is this Middle East peace plan. The president has Benjamin Netanyahu at the White House today. They're meeting today over a major peace plan, uh, and they're going to announce it tomorrow at noon. That peace plan uh, is talking about the so-called occupied territories, And it will come with a new map. And the speculation is 
those aren't ever going to be called uh, occupied or in dispute anymore, at least by America. Um, we're introducing new borders and everything else, a proposal that already before any of it has come out, the Palestinian um, the Palestinian Authority has you know, pretty much come out and said, burn the whole place down. When this comes out, we want full-fledged riots on the streets, uh, which is always good to hear from your leaders. I, you know, I think you're, I mean, who doesn't want to hear that from your governor or, you know, your president, any leadership at all? We, we let's, it's, riots are ugly, but it's just about time we had one. Uh, that's what's happening in, in Israel and will be happening from the White House tomorrow at noon. We're going to be watching the impeachment, so you don't have to, but I highly recommend that you do, and we'll see you at 5 p.m. on Blaze TV. Make sure you join me for the recap at 5. This is the Glenn Beck Program.